where your biggest struggle is, is actually also your greatest gift. And the, the way to your gifts is actually into and through the darkness that you're desperately trying to push away. It's like, no, you actually have to like let it in and let it be okay and love it. And then you'll immediately like have the gift right there and you'll see that they're actually the same thing. And to me was, I think too, that's really like healing for someone who's neurodiverse is like, oh, actually this is a good thing about me and I can use this. Of course, I think there's a lot of processing to do and grieving because I was a very late diagnosis, but to be able to not use something against you is very empowering. Inspired by nature and actioned by change, the New Earth Business Podcast brings you slow, sustainable, scalable business advice, controversial conversations, and sacred medicine stories. Listen in as I chat with global change makers and creative visionaries to help you turn your passion into purpose and your business visions into earth abundance. Hello and welcome back to the New Earth Business Podcast. I'm Emma Shoesmith and I am your host. And I am coming back from a little bit of a hiatus. The last episode that I put out was about my fertility journey in July. And then from there, one thing after another came and basically took me out for three months. There is an episode in this story. Right now, I'm not quite ready to share all of the intricacies of what's happened but if you go on my Instagram and look at the last sort of nine squares you'll probably get a good idea of where I've been at so I've not been very well and I'm coming back from a health crisis really with quite a renewed sense of purpose. I have been through some might call it a bit of a rebirth um and a reordering of what is important to me. And so one of the things that I am putting right at the top of that list of importance is food. And I have been healing myself through food, through rest, through spending time with the right people. And and it's got me to this point here where I can share with you beautiful beings this episode which was recorded back in July um, before I had my little <laughs> situation uh, with Melanie Hill and now Melanie Hill is a human design expert and she really gives us like the 411 on what human design is so for those of you that don't know the system of human design it's um, for example you've got things like astrology and the I Ching, human design is another meaning-making system. And in this episode, Melanie takes us deep into how human design can help us with our businesses, help us with our general day-to-day lives, our relationships, and how we show up in the world. So whether you are somebody like me who has dived into human design, know your design type, really, really love it, get it and are using it or 
you are somebody who is brand new to this system, but you've got that fizzy inkling of excitement and you want to know more. Both of these archetypes of people are very, very welcome and will definitely get something from this episode. I learned loads because I'm definitely not a human design expert. I'd say I'm a bit of a human design rookie, but somebody who is always learning and always loving to implement new skills, new hacks, new ways into my life and into my business to help things run a little smoother. So without further ado, I am going to let this podcast run and please let me know at the end, once you've listened to it, what you thought send me a message on Instagram. I always love to have that communication with you and like, rate, subscribe, do all of those things. It really does matter. New Earth Business Podcast. I am hoping, no, I'm not hoping, I'm going to say this now. Next year, in 2024, I see the New Earth Business Podcast at festivals. I see the New Earth Business Podcast as one of the top 10 rated podcasts on Spotify. I see the New Earth Business Podcast as one of the recommended listens on Apple. So there we go. If you want to help me get to that point, then please share with your friends and look forward to the next few episodes that are going to come because I've recorded them all and then I've got three more to get out before the end of the year and then we're starting with a new season in January with a really exciting short bite episode sort of mini series in January where I'm interviewing everybody about how to get your shit together in life and business in the new year but in an easeful and calm and non-stressful way. I mean, this is the only way that we can do business these days. I have definitely learned my lesson. Anyway, let's let that podcast roll. Turn it up if you've got your, uh, if you're driving in the car, make sure those headphones are fully plugged in and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Hello and welcome back to the New Earth Business Podcast. This is a very special conversation, one that is very dear to my heart and a topic that has helped me immensely. I am here with Melanie Hill, who is a human design expert, a guide, a coach, a 3-5 manifesting generator, whoop, 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 to all my manifesting <laughs> generators out there, an ADHD rebel and a heart-led business leader. Now, you've you grasped and captured my heart over Instagram <laughs> and over your podcast, actually. I was on a mission to find out more about reflectors. So my human design, I'm a reflector. And there's not that much stuff out there about me. And so I'm always I'm always doing these little little research missions and your podcast popped up and I listened to an episode where you were interviewing your friend who is a reflector. And I was just like, wow, I was so blown away with the conversation. Mm. And I loved how you were you were delivering the information about human design and really distilling it to make it very easy to understand. And so I found you on Instagram. I got in touch with you and I was like, 
will you be on my podcast? Please say yes. And you said yes. <laughs> so yes, here I'm you are. Welcome. So excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Let's get straight into it. So I want to know how did you find human design or how did it find you? Yeah, that's a better question, right? How did it find me? Because yeah, I was not looking for it for sure. I mean, I think maybe I was somehow, right? Um, yeah, human design and me have an interesting story. I, I, it did just like come across me in a couple different ways. Like I saw a lot of coaches talking about it and I was, you know, I've always been into astrology, like since a really young age, like really interested in the fact that I'm a Capricorn and like, then I learned that the actual like birth time matters. And I still like, I didn't know, but I, I had this really cool book growing up that like everybody's birthday like the literal day had so much information and I was just obsessed with this book and I looked up everybody I knew and I was just like diving into it. Right. And, um, so that journey, I, I would say started a long time ago, right. Just my interest in more of that, uh, you know, the stars and astrology and just like that spiritual side of what makes us us. Right. Um, but I guess it was like a couple of years ago now, maybe even a little bit longer. Um, when I, I first looked up my human design, because I was like, what the heck is this stuff? I was like, oh, it's like astrology, but it's more. And I looked it up and I'm like, this is really weird and overwhelming. And I have no idea what I'm looking at. Right. And I really just kind of put it on the back burner because honestly, I was a little bit afraid of it. Like, I feel like that's a really important thing to just tell people was like, I was even kind of afraid of human design. I thought that, I don't know, something like maybe it was wrong to look at stuff like that. And maybe it's the name human design, right? Like when you grow up or you're surrounded by, I think uh, maybe certain religions and things like that, humanism is considered really wrong and, you know, um, looking into stuff that's more human led. And so anyway, that was kind of my fear, I think was this like, uh, what if it's evil kind of thing, which is kind of silly now <laughs> I think about it. But um so I kind of put it away for a while and then I was like, you know what? No, I really think this it's like calling to me. And like, I keep seeing people talk about it. And then I found um, my mentor um, who taught me all about it. And she, she said one sentence and it was about the open heart center in human design. And it was, you have nothing to prove. And I have an open heart center. And I was like, oh my God, like that is like. I don't know, like the coldest water on the hottest day, like balm to my soul, right? Hearing those words. She said it three times. It was very emphatic. About it. And it was in a video to someone else, actually. It was like in her Facebook group. And anyway, I'm getting into a lot of details that don't matter. But I was just like, oh my gosh, I, ha I have to know more about this stuff. And so I, I was going to sign up for her course, but I was like, you know what? No, I just like, I need you in my face telling me what this means, because I, I really need someone to help me. <laughs> and from my first reading with her, I was like, oh no, this is exactly what I need to be doing in the world. Like she told me that it talked to her, like human design really kind of talked to her in a way. And I was like, it, it actually, I can see that. And it does to me too. And so I got to know my human design. It was like, um, the most, amazing permission to just 
be what I think I'd always known I wanted to be in my heart. But but so much around me and in my upbringing and in the world told me you just can't do that. That's not how you do things, right? And so, um, yeah, and that's that's really, I think, my mission in the world is to help people find that for themselves, which is why I became a coach. It's why I've been helping, you know, people for since I can remember, you know, try and connect to themselves. And so, yeah, it was just such an like important tool, I thought, to help people really um, understand and get their brain on board with their body is what I say a lot. It's like your brain really, really like there's a lot of thought work out there, right, which is helpful and a lot of consciousness and becoming aware of your thoughts and becoming aware of what you're thinking and your stories, which is so important. But there's also this whole body. <laughs> hello, body. <laughs> yeah, hello, body, right, that has so much wisdom. And I think sometimes when we get caught up in the mind stuff, we can override our body even more and disconnect even more. And so I saw that this was a tool to just really help you relax into that knowing and help your brain just kind of relax and be like, oh, we don't have to fight this anymore that we're feeling in our body. So it, it really helped people to connect with that inner knowing inside of them, those feelings inside of them that actually are here to guide them. So that was a really long answer, but that's kind of a little bit about my human design journey. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. it feels like it was a breath of fresh air for your brain. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and for my whole life, you know, um, I think when we, when we find the tool that, I mean, so many tools we find, I think can, can open up our world and we, we go in the order we need to, right. It's like, for me, it was like, I needed to really, really understand my thoughts first. And then it was like the body. I think some people maybe come to it the other way. Um, but yeah, this one still is just really, it's been so transformative because I feel like it's like a shortcut. I feel like it's, um, and you know, my mansion brain is like, yes, all the shortcuts. How can we go faster? <laughs> right. How can we like hack, right? Like my whole thing is like hack your human design, um, which is funny because I'm anti-hustle, but it's like we, we quickly, quickly really want to get out of this brain drama we're in all the time, right? We really actually do. And we end up beating ourselves up for not being able to, right? Get out of these, these loops inside of our head um, because it's just so hard to do that. But this is a blueprint you can put in front of your brain and your brain can just like kind of be like, oh, here's like proof. Here's proof, right? Because the brain loves proof. It loves that black and white. And if it feels good, right? You can look at that and be like, oh, this is proof that all of that actually that I've been struggling with, I can just let go. Right. And you can, and it, and it, to me, it just, it happens so much more quickly for people to just step into what they really want to. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Human design has given me so much permission to be myself. Yeah. 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 I mean, do you like, can I ask you a question? Go for it. <laughs> yeah. How has that helped you? Cause like you're a reflector and that's really to me I I love hearing from reflectors so much because it's like you're so different from so much of the world uh -huh. what was that like to learn that about yourself and so I remember writing a newsletter about it about 
four or five years ago when I when I found out and I was like boom my life makes sense now mm, right that and, is the feeling yeah yeah and I think the one of the biggest points was um I, I grew up in in lots of different friendship groups and like quite core mm. groups so I was like core rocker punk music kind of a kind of a kid and then I'd have Uh like my skateboarder friends then I'd have my my um friends that like who were a bit more posh than me (laughs) and then I'd like dress up like them when I was hanging Mm. around with them and then I'd and then I'd put on these different hats and different outfits and then I had my my like group of friends that were sort of dragging me into the sort of darker side of the mm-hmm. of the rave culture and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and then I found I found myself in not so healthy situations mm-hmm. and I was a, a chameleon and just really mm-hmm. jumping between these these um different groups of people and I and I felt a lot of shame for that beat myself up a lot by that because I would always I was like why can I not just be myself and stay in my authenticity and always fall into the 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 bad relationship with the bad partner and the and the bad friendship group and then when when I learned more about my design I was like ah I was adapting to my environment. I was becoming a reflection of 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 who I was with and what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't change any of that for the world because I feel when, when I tell people like my story, um, turning 40 this year, they're like, oh my God, how many lives have you led? Yeah. Because I've I've lived in seven different countries. I've had like seven <laughs> different wow. big friendship groups. Uh-huh. Every nine years, I have a whole total transition. I delete my Facebook and delete my Instagram and I go again. And so I'm, I'm constantly kind of reinventing myself. Um, and I think the other most important nugget that I've learned in human design as being a reflector is to be myself. Mm-hmm. To And, and to, that self lives in my body. It doesn't live in my brain. Yeah. And it's a feeling yeah. So when I walk into that meeting with that CEO of that company, who's going to give me hundred grand a year for my branding expertise, mm-hmm. but I feel like a little bit physically sick in front of yeah. them. That is a big no for mm-hmm. me. And when I'm with that person that maybe I get a little bit of fizzy feeling, but I've discer- started to discern between the fizzy excitement and the feeling of dread and like that knowledge between yeah. what's yeah, different. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this person is good or this situation is good and I can mm. I can work with this um so yeah that's my long-winded answer about oh, that was great that was so good and I really see that too in your profile I think as well you're a four six profile and so um that line four is just so social right you having like all those groups like and you're a four six right so you're a line six too when you're early in your life you're actually living like a line three and so you're just you're trying everything out really rapidly so you like um it's an interesting just thing to hear you talk about that and think about your profile and you as a reflector just like you were like learning so much in the time that I'm sure you use now for to help people and to like know about yourself even that's just really interesting cool yeah 
Definitely. I, I see it all in my work now. One of my clients mm-hmm. calls me the spiritual Google. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Yeah. Like, have you have you got a ritual for that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> if I haven't, I'll make one up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of the people listening who are maybe new to human design, mm-hmm. um, can you top line what human design is and where it's come from for us. Yeah, absolutely. So human design was kind of downloaded through this man. He was a manifester, um, which is very fitting. His name was Ra, Ra Uruhu. Um, and this was back in the seventies. And so it's, it's really a synthesis of a lot of different things that came together in this way that, he was able to download and, and put out in the world that was just a new way, I think, for people to use um, that was kind of an all-in-one. So it's got like the tree of life, the Kabbalah, the chakra system, the Hindu chakra system, the um, astrology, right? Just so many things, the I Ching, um, so many different things kind of just synthesized and came together in this beautiful body graph that you see if you look up your human design. Um, and yeah, astrology is probably the base of the whole thing because it really does depend on your birth time. Um, so yeah, he came out with all of it. And um, basically, when you look up your human design, you get your overall type which is kind of like knowing your sun sign in astrology. There's five different types. Your type is determined though by the centers you have defined. And so um, if you look up your human design, there's this thing called the body graph, which looks a little bit like the chakras, but there's nine instead of seven. And they're either defined or open. And um, I'm like, how detailed should I get here? Uh, Because there's just a lot of moving parts to human design, as you know. which is why I think there's just a lot of people talking about it and trying to help people understand it, right? Because um, it is so useful. So your your type is really your energy type. And this is what is here to tell you what's called the strategy in human design, which is really just how you're here to energetically move through the world. It's how, the way I describe it is like, this is how you are here to energetically express yourself, which is what helps the universe know how to come in and support you the best. So if you know your type and strategy alone, that can change your whole life because all of a sudden you'll get to show up and just be yourself and do the thing that's most energizing to you and the universe will show up and support you in the best way. When you're putting that out, you just get back exactly what you need all the time. It's really, really cool how that how that works. Um, You also have what's called an authority in your human design, which is just one of those centers, or if you're a reflector, it's the moon cycle, right? And this is what helps you get to know that part inside of you that's trying to talk to you, that part like we've been talking about the body, right? This is how you tap into your body the fastest, the um, most intuitively, and this is how you hear from your inner knowing um, the best. And so there's lots of different authorities out there, but it's never your mind. It's never your thoughts. It's always that, that part that's giving you a feeling inside or that little voice talking to you inside of your, um, 
right? Coming from your soul basically and not, not your mind. Um, so yeah. And then there's all kinds of other little things that you can look up, like your planetary placements, all of that. But I think it's really interesting about human design too, if we're getting still in the details is it not only takes the moment you're born, but it also takes three months before you're born. So if you've ever looked up your human design, you have a question. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm going, yeah, like that's, yeah. So I, yeah, I call it the soul birthday and the body birthday. And so it's, um, this is kind of my just interpretation of human design. I do a lot with the soul and ego kind of together because the ego is kind of like our earthly body, our earthly being like our, you know, projection of who we are in the 3d. That's like, that's the right side of the body graph. If you're looking at your body graph, if you have it pulled up, there's all these planets on the right side and on the left side, right? The right side is what's called the um, personality or the conscious design. And that's the moment you're born. That's where like the sun was and the earth was and the, the nodes and right. It's like, it's like kind of looking at your natal chart. And then the left side is usually like a reddish color. And this is what's called the unconscious design. And this is, this is like a snapshot of where everything was about 88 days before your birth moment. And what this does, this is um, more of like your soul's work here. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, it's called unconscious, not because you're not aware of it, but because it really is more of like the shadows. It's more like hidden. Um, and it is kind of like a portal into more of like your shadow work in, in life. So it's a really interesting side to look at. Um, the reason why it's 88 days before you're born is a couple of reasons. Um, it's when most religions say your soul enters the body and it's when science actually claims your prefrontal cortex starts to form. So you become aware in the womb. So that I, I love just thinking about like, that's just when like your soul comes here and that's the imprint of your soul, right? That's your soul's like contract. And then the moment you're born is more of like, and this is the vessel and how you came to do it in the world. And so to me too, there's like, there's all these like uh, conjunctions and syntheses and like I also too just absolutely love working on on where things connect and where things converge and um overlap. Like that's like a really like I, I just love those spaces. They're like my jam. And so to me, this is like also helping you see and understand that. Cause I think too, in in a lot of the spiritual world, there can be a lot of talk about how the ego is really bad. And I think that there's total truth to that, right? The ego can definitely um, pull us astray, but I only think it's because the ego forgets about the soul and we're not working together with both value systems that we have, right? Cause we're obviously here to have an ego. We're here to create in the 3d we're here to, to do things. Right. And, um, to me, it's like, I also see this as like our will, our, um, our more masculine side too, that creates, right. And creates things and, and gets things in the world. And then, but we really get led astray when we forget though, like, but our soul actually has so much wisdom and we need to work together. Right. And so to me, this helps you understand both sides and get a full picture of like, 
Like we, we, we're here to work with the ego. We're also to work with our soul. We're here to work with them together. And when you put them together, human design just beautifully shows you like, oh, like this is what you came here to do together. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. Yeah. So would you say that human design, the system is feminine essence or masculine essence or like? I mean, I think both. If I had to name the feminine, I would say the left side is the feminine and the right side is the masculine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because to me, like, we're going to be more aware of the right side. We're going to kind of lead with that, yeah. which to me is more masculine, leading, pushing, right? Uh -huh. And then the feminine's more in the shadow, right? The darkness, the um, working behind the scenes, right? Intuitive, um, spiritual, soulful. Um, so yeah, if I had, if I had to polarize them, I would definitely say that. And yeah, but it, it does, it helps you like the number one thing that I think people get to do is connect with their feminine essence. When they meet their human design, they get to turn off the brain conditioning, egoic things that we're trying to get rid of, but we're trying to get like rid of, I say, um, we're trying to work with those and and maybe fix our thoughts or fix what we're doing in the world, but we're but we're doing it with the same system that creates that, if that makes sense. And then, but the feminine really is the part that we're here to work with more and listen to, right? It's like if you're not listening to that body, intuition, wisdom, soul part of you that's connected to something out bigger than you, right? You'll never be able to create what the ego came here to create. You'll never be able to fully make the change you want to make. Right. And, and that's where a lot of people, I think I, I meet them in that place where they really want that. And then they get to connect to their body. They get to connect to the, those parts that have felt really hidden from them are a lot easier. Right. Cause that's really the goal of human design. I think too, is to help us connect with our bodies knowing and all these parts of us that have so much wisdom that the world's like, no, nope, we don't listen to the body. We don't trust the body. I mean, so many things in the world from religion to patriarchy to, you know, capitalism. I mean, just so, so many systems in the world have taught us that we can't trust our desires, our feelings, our bodies, right, at all. Like, we we numb all pain immediately when it comes, right? Like, there's just, there's a lot of ways we've made our bodies and our feelings wrong, even the sensations we have. So... Yeah, that's a rabbit hole, but. Oh, I love yeah, that. I don't even remember hole. the question. I just started going. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I am. I'm totally hooked. A couple of things that came up then was. It is a way that that helps us really connect to our intuition. Yeah, and yeah. I just wanted to to drop in. What's been interesting is to see my partner, Alejo, who has once he found out he was a projector, it gave him it gave him some language yeah where he could explain a little bit more about how he was feeling or or he can he can say to me oh well that's because I'm a projector isn't it I can't I'm not I'm not able to do that because I'm a projector and today he said to me he's going for a job interview today and he said my intuition's telling me I'm gonna get it I'm like oh I love that you've that you've said those words my intuition is because however many years ago he that that wouldn't have been his his language and through right. 
I suppose our journey as as a couple and me banging on about my intuition all the time—it's <laughs> the only thing I listen to. Um, it was just really nice to hear that re- reflected in in him, his his intuition. He's he's connecting to that. Um, so yeah, that just came up. And then no, but I love that you called it a language because that I've said that a lot before too. That like it uh, it gives it gives us a language to use to understand what our body's trying to tell us, and that's really important for the mind body connection because the mind needs a language to understand things, right? And so if we don't have any languaging around our body, which is probably what was taken away from us so long ago, right? With any any language around our body and and how to understand that, so it gives us that back. So yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so cool. And then another thing that came up was in your um, bio, you say ADHD rebel. Mm. And as you're talking, I'm really, as as a reflector, I'm really tuning into your gifts in this space and your neurodiversity and how how human design is, I'm feeling it's like this amazing system for people that are neurodivergent yes and I'd just love to to get your thoughts on on this and I love that you brought that up too because when I first started learning human design I started seeing these really cool um ways that you could understand someone's neurodiversity through their design especially through my kids because both of my children um are diagnosed ADHD and Human design was actually brought to us, like the person who brought it to us raw, he said that it was, it was to help us raise our children. Um, and totally love that, get that. That's why it's a really great reparenting tool, right? For all of us. And so, but I was seeing how um I was like, oh, now that I see my kids' design and like all of their centers and all of that, I totally understand why they have the exact kind of like symptoms of. ADHD that they do, right? Because it's a huge spectrum and there's so many different ways to understand it. Uh, but through the centers, especially, and and their energy type, but the centers, um, just being able to see that for them and understand that for them too. And like, oh, this is this is why like my son, my projector son, he has an undefined root center. And that's why he gets like really wound up and like so like goes around everywhere and, and like all of a sudden he'll explode. And, and feel so much pressure to move and like act wild. And it's a lot for me, but it's like, but that's why, you know, it's, it's through that, that center, he gets overwhelmed with other people's pressure. Right. And for my other son, you know, he's got an open mind center and that's why he, he gets very, very distracted by other people's thoughts and, and, you know, overwhelmed by kind of all the energy of, of people's thoughts. And, um, you know, for me, that's definitely one of my main, I think, ones. I have an open head and mind center. And so it's just really, it's another really cool way to help you understand maybe why that's the part you you struggle with or, you know, and too, what I love, love, love about human design is wherever you're open, you will struggle more there with energy, but it's also your greatest gift. So this is another thing I love about human design. Talk about things converging, right? It's like where your biggest struggle is, is actually also your greatest gift. And the the way to your gifts is actually into and through the darkness that you're desperately trying to push away. It's like, no, you actually have to like let it in and let it be okay and love it. And then you'll immediately like 
have the gift right there. And you'll see that they're actually the same thing. And to me was, I think too, that's really like healing for someone who's neurodiverse is like, oh, actually this is a good thing about me and I can use this, right? Of course, I think there's a lot of processing to do and grieving. I was a very late um, diagnosis, but to be able to, to not use something against you is very empowering. So I, I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, you. I, I mean, you did. It's yeah, and it's just a topic that I I love it so much because mm-hmm. I'm dyslexic, dyspraxic, dyscalculia. I don't have mm-hmm. a, a classic ADHD um, diagnosis, but but I know I've yeah. got I've got all all of the traits, and I know that I absolutely struggled so much at school. I did mm-hmm. not fit in. And when I when I did fit in, I'd go home and my parents would tell me, oh, you need to stop spending time with that person because you're starting to talk like them or you're acting too mm. much like that person. So I, I was just I was just reflecting yeah. through through my life. And I and I think you're so right as as parents having having this language to be able to understand their children a little bit more and understand how they're how they're showing up in the world. Question. What yeah. you were saying about your undefined centers are your um are your gifts, basically, mm-hmm. in the end, after you've you know you've gone through that. I, I call it with my clients, your shit story equals your success story. <laughs> and it's like once you get through that shit, then you're gonna have like a, a badge on your on your back being like, Yes, I made it, and now hopefully I'm making some money from it or mm. having a having a great experience because of it. Yeah, yeah. So with me being a reflector, I have defined centers so does that just mean that I'm I've, I've got a life of of like slaps in the face to get to where I want to be <laughs> not necessarily but that is why you are so valuable and so wise and it really is what makes you um the center of like communities right? You become the center of communities as the wisest sage there, because that is what you are. It is who you are. You, you are the ultimate reflector, right? Like anybody with an open center, you're going to take that in and amplify it and reflect it back out. That's actually what, what we do with all open centers. And so you're, you're just a complete reflection of someone's entire energy. And so the, the hard part about that is, is that that's hard for a lot of people to see, right? Um, but you also like the cool thing about the reflector is, is your aura is very protective. So your particular aura. So every type actually has an aura type as well that goes along with um, kind of your strategy and all of that. You have what's called a sampling aura. And so unlike someone with like a projector with like two centers defined, right? They have seven open. They're very susceptible to other people's energy. Like it's really hard for them to stay separate from it. For you, yes, you will definitely kind of become your environment, but you're you're really just sampling things and you can let things go a lot more easily than someone without a protected aura. So that is something that you do have and it's that reflective quality I think it's kind of like it can come in, but it immediately goes back out. And so that's probably why, too, you're able to kind of like jump around to different groups and just very easily kind of 
become become whatever the group needs to see, which is usually just a pure reflection of what they're doing, right? So for you, it's really, it is too, but like checking in, like, do I like who I am when I'm here? Mm. Right. Because you are the one having to live that reflection that you're being right in the moment. But it is, it should be, especially once I think you do your work and you learn this about yourself, like you are more protected than other people. You can, you can be in environments and pop out of them pretty easily once you're aware that you can do that. Um, so I don't know if that rings true, but yeah, it definitely yeah. rings true. And I've started to to really notice that in my work as I've as I've got better at spiritual hygiene and mm-hmm. making sure that my that my field is is clear. So I can be doing a cacao ceremony at Soho House with people mm-hmm. that are just drinking cacao for the first time and very very different kind of energy than when I'm doing something at home with my community who have like who are in it and they've and they've been there for for a really long time and like when I first started with with my spiritual work I would find that I'd come away and I'd have all of these people's thoughts in my head I'd be dreaming about my clients at night Mm -hmm. and now that I that I'm a bit more sort of centered with it and I understand more about my human design and this and this sampling kind of thing I go I do my work I open the channel spirit speaks Mm -hmm. through me Mm -hmm. I close it down thank you very much I go on (laughs) to you know I I go and pop Netflix on and watch a series and and be a human for a bit and um, and then I can move and and go to the next thing so yeah definitely have have noticed that but wouldn't say that it it came easily and I had to go through um yeah some tough times to get to where I am now for sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. So I would like to slither uh, and segue over to human design and business. As this is a new earth business podcast, mm-hmm. most of our listeners have conscious businesses or are thinking about creating conscious businesses. Now, I know that human design has helped me so much in my business. Also helped me whenever I onboard a client now, I'll always ask what their human design is. And mm-hmm. even, even if it's not, you know, I'm, I'm not coaching with human design. Right. I just like to know for myself because then I'm like, ah, this is how you like to receive your emails or uh-huh. mm-hmm. this is how you're going to go and do your homework. <laughs> this yeah. is, you know, do yeah. I need to it's be so, It's such a value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's your thoughts on human design for business and how can it, how can it help us? Mm, yeah so so much there (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to go through all of the profiles with some tips at the end yeah yeah so okay um so generally how can it help you first and then we'll go through all the types later okay um like let me keep myself on track yeah so I mean like I said, your type and strategy is probably the number one thing to to first really start learning if you want to use it for business for sure. Because um, to me, this is the number one way you can get to know like how does your energy work? Like how do you like to show up to work? You know, 70% of the world has a sacral center defined and the sacral center is that worker bee energy, what I would call like in quotes, worker bee energy where you like working, you like to show up in, and you have a lot of energy for the work that you love. And it lights you up. You maybe can't really imagine a day you're not working. You just, it, it 
really fills you up if, 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 if you're doing the work you love, right? This is the most, but also too, if you have a sacral center to find, now I'm getting into details, sorry. No, details are <laughs> but, good, let's go. But like, if you have a sacral center to find, right? Like you'll be the most burnt out person at work if you're doing a job that you don't like, that is completely a no for you. But you're, you know, that's the thing too, like uh, Raw once said that generator types, you know, sacral centers are the most like enslaved people in the world. And it's because they were taught that you're here to just work just for work, right? And and you're not really here to do what you want to do. So with the pandemic happening, one of the really actually great things for our world that happened was all those people got a moment to go home, right? Uh, not by choice, right? And and it was really hard. Like I'm not denying that. But for a lot of people, that's also why we're seeing the economy shift a lot right now. Because a lot of those people are like, I'm not going back to that. I just had six months at home, like, and space to discover what do I want to do, right? Is this feeding me? And most of this, it's like thinking about going back was so hard to even imagine that people didn't go back, right? And so we're seeing a really big shift in values. We're seeing a really big shift in what people are doing. But anyway, like that's what your type and strategy can do for you. It shows you how much energy you have, how it's supposed to work, like, you know, and if you don't know that, you're probably swimming upstream all the time, feeling really tired, feel really unsupported in the world. You feel like everything is so hard and you want to let that go but it feels really unsafe to do that. It feels really unsafe to actually work the way you want to work. Um, and so that's, that's the first thing for sure. And, and that in itself, like I said, I, you know, I could talk about that for hours and hours and hours and that I created a quiz to help people really get to know their strategy and maybe where they have um, misused their strategy. It's like a course to, to help you really understand like, oh, this, this is why I show up this way with my strategy, but this is actually how I'm supposed to do it. And, you know, starting to work with that and and give yourself permission to maybe throw away the structure of that and go towards this is, that's, that's a big one, right? And it's really, it's really hard to let yourself do that. But that's the freedom too you have when you have your own business, right? Is you, you actually get to decide how you want to show up and, and use your energy. So that helps you really get to know that. And then your authority, I would say for sure, because getting to know that part inside of your body that tells you what is for you and what's not, so important, right? Because otherwise we're just making unconscious decisions based on other people's systems, other people's, you know, processes of making decisions. And that's what gets us into like situations all the time where we're just really frustrated or angry or very dissatisfied, right? With with work, feeling really bitter, disappointed, all the things, right? Um, and those those feelings I just said too, like the there's also two things called for each type. There is the not self theme and the signature theme. And these really are just your emotional like compass or lighthouse that help guide you into knowing what's for you and what's not. So each type has their own. And if you're like a projector and you're constantly feeling bitter or any flavor of that, like resentment, right? 
that's definitely something to help you realize what you can let go of and go towards more of the things that make you feel successful and seen. Right. And, and that too is just such an amazing like trajectory path. I don't know the word, but like (laughs) helps you figure out the path in front of you very quickly. Right. Without all, all the flailing and unknowing and the uncertainty that we're all swimming in a lot of the time, especially when you have your own business. Oh my goodness. Like the uncertainty is huge and you're the leader and you're like, but I don't know which way to go. <laughs> so of course you're going to default to what somebody else did or or this over here. Cause it was good for them. Right. Um, and we need those ideas too. We need those in the world, but knowing which one to even try first is a good step. Right. And that'll save you a lot of energy. So those knowing those things and how to work with them will save you a ton of energy, help you feel better, help you love your work more, like one of my missions too is just like I want to help the conscious business owners out there and heart-led business leaders, right? That to not not do the same thing you probably did in corporate, which was you know hustle really hard and burn out and then want to quit, right? That was my cycle for sure, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of neurodivergent people can probably really too like understand that cycle as well. Um, it's kind of like the the hyper focus burnout <laughs> cycle um, that we can get in. Right. But, um, yeah, so this just really, it helps create what a lot of human design people call ease in your life Uh and ease in your business. And that really lit up fun, easy, like creative space. We actually want to be in, right. It gives you the structure to have that and create that and receive, receive money and, and, and things that you want in the world without it feeling really super hard. Right. And that's, that's very counterculture. Right. But it's, it's, um, people call it counterintuitive, but it's not your intuition actually knows, but it's very counterculture. And that, that takes a lot of deconditioning, right. And a lot of safety building, um, which is what I do with my clients around their design, right? But um, that's just a few of the ways it can help you. But there's also like very specific planetary placements that help you understand like how you're here to unlock abundance, how you're here to like what your mission is and why, who you're attracting and why. Um, Just so, so many really cool details to dig into, which is super fun, right? To nerd out on. Um, but also too, it just, it helps you understand why you're kind of getting, getting in the same, maybe sabotage circles you kind of get in and just really meet those with compassion and know how to meet them when they show up instead of feeling, uh, helpless to them. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing is, as you were saying, it helps you with your mission, your, your values, I mean, yeah, values, yeah. as your as somebody that works in branding I'm like mm-hmm. this is literally the best system to check in mm-hmm. with if you're creating a new brand if you're creating a new business yes. because it'll give you a bit of a roadmap and and a few plots on the on the trail mm-hmm. to help you with your the the creation of of everything yeah. Um, so yeah, anyone in that space now, go and find your human design and help yeah. yourself <laughs> help yourself plot out your your brand and your business. Mm. So, 
I, as a, as a reflector, have always wondered what it is about me and why I can't commit to um, one system of getting organized. So this is a little, <laughs> this is a little selfish question no, from my podcast. It's just like popping out of me. I've been through a whole phase where I designed this system called the intuitive business predictor mm. and I did it on notion and a few people, a few of my clients have got it and they use it and you put all of your projects on there and you put all your to-do list and you put a little tune on there, get you going in the morning. And then one day that was just redundant to me. I was like, I cannot see all of that stuff in one place. And now I've gone back to using notes on my phone I do like mini to-do lists at the beginning of the week. I just do a few of those top line, really important things like send a message to that person, you know, that one client that needs contacting that week. And that's kind of serving me at the moment. I just wondered like, what, what is it in my design that, that I don't, I can't commit to one thing. Yeah. So, um, I, th I think that's also a neurodivergent thing. Uh -huh. um, you know, committing to one system forever is really hard um, because it's like object permanence, right? It's like it stops being useful because it's almost like it's so much. You see it every day that you stop seeing it, if that makes sense, right? So it's like just not helpful anymore. You, It's like um, I saw this funny reel the other day that was like, you know, the ADHD brain like really needs structure and really needs like organization and needs a, like a routine, but then you get really bored with it. And it's like, oh, but then I need to like unpredictability and something else. Cause it's like, I, you just, your brain literally, it just stops being useful to you. And, um, you know, I'd also say, cause you're open, you're always as a reflector, right. You're always going to be wanting to evolve and get better and, look at new ways and new systems and new things in the same way an ADHD brain wants something new and exciting. Like you're always going to be trying to improve and reflect and get better and better. And so, um, yeah, what if we're not made to just follow one system forever? What if we really are like always tweaking and improving and changing the system we use. And maybe there's a season where this one works really great. And then you go back to it, maybe the next season or the next year. Um, or you're like, actually, now I just need like these three parts of that one in this new system that I'm using. Right. I think too, the way that I, I love to see this is like how, you know, your, your masculine side that wants to hold the structure that wants the system. Right. But then your inner creative is like, but I need a flow and change. And like, you know, how can you be dynamic with each other? Right. And how can you let it be okay that the system needs to shift or change shape and just listen to the intuition of your inner creative that needs the shift and needs the change and needs the new horizon. Right. Um, so I can see it in a lot of different ways and aspects, but I, yeah, we're not here to be stagnant, especially as a reflector. Oh my goodness. Right. Like you're here to really always be, bringing in from the community what it needs next and just reflecting out just in an ever changing way right if you only had one reflection out you'd probably get really bored mm -hmm. and it'd be like oh we're not growing this is not good right you would you would try and change some things up so yeah yeah I'm hearing a lot of permission 
in yeah in totally right now. yeah and then I I've think... also just read in the background your uh, sign that says trust yourself <laughs> trust that this is the right season for just using notes on your phone yeah and I think too like capacity levels have something to do with it as well like you know there's there's a lot of like personal as well and that's what I do with human design and I teach around human design a lot too is it's not always just like, what is, what is like, what's happening with me because of my type. It's like, well, you're a very nuanced human. Like my answer to you isn't going to be the same as another reflector. Right. Or it really depends on your life and where you are, what, what you have on your plate too. Mm -hmm. Right. And what you're doing right now in your life and where you are and what, what are your intentions? What are your goals? Right. It's kind of like, um, this is where we would really get into like the planetary placements and just more specifics than, than just that. And to really bring in your story and your life and your experience. Right. And, and cause yes, you know, the open root center, my, the universal shadow is always wanting to be free of pressure, but it might not be triggered for you right now because your life is really open, right? Or you're not around people with a defined root center or, you know, there's just, there's so much the nuanced human in front of you brings to the design that, you know, you can't just, which is why I love one-on-one -on -one, one work in like small groups because it helps you, you know, help the person better. But um, yeah, so yeah, what I'm hearing it's like, is it's like a de human design is not, a life sentence it's no it's no, really it like... it's not like the vedic astrology which is this is going to happen no. and this is who you are it's it feels like a very flexible system and honestly like i'm just of the mindset of like if it doesn't feel good to you throw it away like if it's not useful to you yeah, let's dig a little bit maybe and see what's under there but also too like if it's just not helpful for you right now just leave it alone like we don't need to like beat ourselves up for that. Right. That's the old way kind of. Right. And, um, also to just like trust your own intuition as well. Right. Like, um, the, the, my most favorite people I've read or learned from about human design very much say, and also too, if this doesn't resonate with you, read the rest, read about a different type, read that, like maybe there's something else for you. Your intuition trumps all of this information. Mm -hmm. And, that's definitely my my way I see it too is like the your inner feelings and sovereignty and your own inner knowing know so much more than just this body graph in front of you that's telling you who you are you know what I mean so it's helpful but then also too like yeah don't put yourself in a box because of your design yeah mm -hmm. I've, I've worked with a lot of people too that have been really burned by coaches and people putting them in that box or maybe just themselves trying to put themselves in that box yeah. And I'm a man gen too. So it's like boxes in me are like, mm -mm, like, do not put me in the box. That's like <laughs> so horrible for me. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same, same. And I love spending time with manifesting generators. I have a lot of friends mm -hmm. who are, and they're the people that I get shit done with. Yes. Yeah. They're the people that I do great projects with and, and, and work really, really like spark, mm -hmm. sparky with however spend too much time with them and I'm like oh I need to lie down afterwards <laughs> and I and I can't yes. sleep next to one. Oh no my mm. sister's one and my 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 niece is one and they're both I, I can feel that energy vibrating in the night 
Mm. So it's good that you're paired with a uh, projector, you know? But yeah, I tell people all the time too, like, don't feel like you have to sleep with your partner. If you're an open sacral and they have their sacral defined, like take a few nights in a separate room, like six feet away. Like don't even share a wall. Like you really need space from their aura and um, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's such an interesting one. So mm-hmm. as we're getting more into the the designs now, I'd love to open up that question to what are those tips and and highlights and nuances that each design can really use and reflect on in their business. So if if we just go through mm-hmm. all of them, and uh, and yeah, if you're if you've got a, the chance to get a pen and paper out now, yeah. <laughs> or you're uh, you're you're driving, well, listen up and and pause it till you get home because this is going to be super super interesting. And yeah, I'm going to hand it back over to you. Okay, so yeah, type and strategy is probably the just the the most life changing thing um for you to look at although all parts of it are just so delicious and amazing right but this is where I usually tell people to start for sure um because if you're not aligned with these things the rest really isn't going to make a difference in your life so yeah for I'll just start with generators okay because yeah so there's two types of generators out there there's generators and manifesting generators they're about split in half um, they are the people that have the sacral center defined. Okay. So most of the world, yes, has that all day consistent energy. They're here to work, which is another reason why the world was created the way it was. I think in the end, cause a lot of people just had that worker energy. They could work all day. Um, but you really are here to like be lit up as you work. Like if you're not being renewed as you do the thing, if you're not full of satisfaction, it's going to burn you out really fast. You're going to feel awful. You're going to hate your job, which is probably really hard for you because you actually want to work. You want to change the world. You want to do the things. Um, your aura type is um, what's called warm and inviting and enveloping. So like I, I call these people the relationship ninjas and they are there. So your strategy is to respond if you're a generator and this is just pure generators, but also manifesting generators. So I'm going to go over the man gens in a minute. Um, yeah, you're, you're really here to respond. That's your strategy is to respond. And so a lot of the world has been taught, especially generators that you can't just like wait for things to come to you. Right. And this doesn't mean you wait and don't do anything. But this also means that like you just go with the thing that's lighting you up that's in front of you. So if something shows up and you're like, oh, my God, that's like so fun and exciting. But like this like meditation class over here has nothing to do with my business right here that I'm supposed to be doing right now. Right. So it's learning to go with the thing that's lighting you up and trust that whatever you need will be there. Like when you start to really trust this and work with it in a way that that works with you. You'll, you'll, you'll go to these things and you won't really know why, but then your next client will be there or your next great idea will be there and you'll always have what you need. And so for generators out there, you know, the number one thing about really learning to work with your strategy is learning how to throw away the plan in a way that feels good, how to create your own plan 
that's very dynamic and can move with your need to be in response. So, you know, learning that strategy too, like I said, your strategy is what supports you in the world. If you're not in line with that strategy, you're, you're literally never going to feel supported. You're never going to feel like you get what you need and have what you need because you're always trying to just push and create what you need when really you're just here to receive what you need. You're here to just like be the life of the party. Oprah is a very famous generator. She made a whole amazing career out of being in response to the person in front of her. Right. She's just a, she's an interviewer. That's all she does is interview people her whole life. But she's the star. Right. So it's yeah. And that's how she's learned everything. And that's how she helps people. Right. She is the best. In response. Right. To the person in front of her. So letting yourself just be led by that. Is kind of the key for you in your business. And that is like a big that's a big one. Um, manifesting generator. So you're here to respond, but then you're here to inform as well. So you're going to move faster. You're going to want to do all the things. And, um, so you have your sacral center, but you also have a motor center connected to your throat center. And so what that does is it gives you that ability to speak what you're about to do and then go do it, which creates speed, um, in what you do. So the man gens, their aura type is, um, it's still very like warm and enveloping, but it's also, it can be repelling as well because when you're moving really fast, you don't want to be interrupted. <laughs> um, so just really learning how to first be in response and really learn your strategy because thing that I see in Mangens and I'm a personal, you know, Mangens, this is my personal story too, is learning how to not just be in your manifestor mode all the time, but be a generator first, lean back slow down just slow down for a minute breathe are you even doing what you want to be doing are you responding to the thing in front of you is this lighting you up and filling you up are you letting yourself skip steps are you letting yourself multitask are you letting yourself do the five things that you want to be doing are you holding yourself in a box right so that that is really a, for the man gen what i would say manifesting generator um is yeah, learn how to be in response, really learn your strategy around that. And then too, like learn how to tell people what you're about to do when when the time comes, because I'll get into the manifester now. So for the manifester, these are 9% of the population. You don't have a sacral center defined, but you do have a motor center connected to your throat. So it's like, you're here to really rest and download important information. But then once you start to move, people better watch out. <laughs> You move really fast and you're very powerful. So your aura is what's called closed and repelling. And that's very negative language. And I and I understand that. But it's it's not that you're closed off and you repel people at all. This helps you repel the people that aren't going to help you get where you need to go. You, people will be really attracted to you, especially the more that you use your strategy, which is to inform. People feel your power and they just want to know what you're going to do. And so a lot of manifestors get very frustrated with the world and the people around them because they're always getting interrupted. They feel like they can't really set boundaries. They're really afraid of their power. Um, but if you really learn how to inform and really informing is just about telling people who you are in the most detail and setting boundaries. That's it. Once you learn those things, you're going to be so supported. I've had manifestors like they, they go like try this on for the first time. They're really skeptical and they're like, 
what is this witchery? My partner just said, oh, that's great. How can I support you? And they're like, that's never happened. And I'm like, yeah, because you weren't like asking for permission. You were literally just informing, right? And you you set the clear boundary and it works. People realize how they want to work with you, really. They just want to know what they can do to help. And so, yeah, learning that can just, like I said, it's just what supports you in the world and, and can really help you build your business, right? If you know, and this is also to like all marketing hacks, by the way, if your strategy is literally your number one way you should market, um, right? Like informing for a manifester, super important. Like on Instagram, especially like be in your stories, tell people about your day, just like the stupid stuff you would never think. Like that's the best marketing. People just like, they just want to know what you're doing all the time. And like that will, that will sell anything for you. Like they just love you. They're their biggest fans. Right. And, um, yeah, generator or mansions, um, all about that relationship, like do calls, be in conversations, like don't make yourself wrong for really asking questions and being in the DMS and like having lots of calls with people. Like that's really where you shine. Um, obviously too, like you can, you can market in any way you want, but also too, like you can, you don't have to have like a marketing strategy. You can just show up when you are in response to something. Like you just got off a coaching call and you're like, Oh my God, that was so good. Like I have to share this with everybody. Right. Like those are the times to market. Um, okay. So that's three types. And then I'll go to the projectors. So 22% of the population projectors are here to project. Like they, they are the other mirrors here, right? They, um, what makes them a projector is they don't have their sacral center defined, um, but they do have definition. They do have some centers defined. And they're here to really, like your strategy as a projector is to wait for the invitation. I don't, I don't love that wording because it really, I think people, when you first learn your uh, strategy too, it's easy to really disempower yourself around your strategy. <laughs> um it's just what we like to do. You're not here to wait for anything. You're here to really build your body of work and trust yourself as a projector, but you're here to make sure you're only saying yes to the aligned invitations. To me, that's really your strategy is making sure that you're saying yes to someone who sees you clearly, who understands your wisdom and your power, isn't asking you to do a bunch of crap you don't want to do, and is, is really valuing what you can see and what you can direct, not the things you can actually do. Um, not that projectors can't do things because there's lots of different types of projectors out there. They may have all like lots of motor centers actually defined. And so they have more energy, but you're really here to be valued for what you can see and how you can direct people in their energy. And so that's what that strategy is all about. The more you can really make sure you're aligning with those people who can see you and showing up to market in places where you feel seen and heard and understood. Um, and also learn to really see and hear yourself. That's that part of like being committed to building your body of work is making sure you're really staying true to what, what you actually know is the wisdom inside of you. Don't change your message to try and appease or appeal to get that kind of fake recognition a lot of projectors are in that cycle where they're pretending and they're showing up in a certain way because they, they it feels really good to get that recognition because it's really, really what they want, but it's very short-lived. They actually, they're not recognizing and seeing what they need. Um, and I could talk about that for days, but 
that strategy for you is really there. It's it's not to stop you from doing things, but it's there to really help you only show up in spaces and places where you are being seen for what you actually are here to provide for people. So it saves your energy a lot and it and it really helps guide you to the things that are for you. Um and once you do that, you're you're going to attract all kinds of invitations. You're going to have to be like sorting through them like crazy. Um, and then the reflector. So the reflector is, so the strategy is to wait a lunar cycle, which is an interesting strategy, right? Cause that's also your authority, right? Um, but really like the, the strategy is to, to me, more of the strategy is to make sure that you are in a space that feels really good to you. You are paying attention to how you feel and that um, you are waiting. You're not hustling. The waiting part, the wait a lunar cycle, that's not universal. Like sometimes you don't have to wait that long, but waiting to make sure that you feel good. Like you said, when you were talking about your spiritual hygiene, right? I think there's some waiting around that too, some strategy of, I was, you know, I waited long enough to feel cleaned out, or I, I realized how long I needed between things, right? Um, that is also like the waiting. Um, but then part of your strategy too is just become the center of communities that feel really good to you, that lets you be the center and the reflection. Um, there's also recognition needed there. People recognize you for what you're here to say um, and love the wisdom that you have inside of you. And so I think sometimes do waiting, waiting to make your decisions and making sure you're around people and places that really connect you with your inner wisdom and aren't just trying to make you into them. So yeah, that's my, that's my take on that. You probably have more wisdom than I do, honestly, on strategy. Like to be honest, like I said in the beginning, I'm so glad I'm on this podcast with you because I really am like loving learning more about reflectors. That is the one type I feel like I haven't gotten to work with enough. Um, and probably because y'all are rare. <laughs> How right? many percent is it? Oh, yeah. Thank you for asking that. It's 0.9%. So it's so less than one. Yeah. A little bit less than 1%. So it's like one out of every 100 people in a room is a reflector, you know, statistically. And so, yeah, I think we need more reflectors. We need to know where they are. We need to, you know, be centering around them. Um, because they're extremely valuable, mm. very valuable. Just because, like you're, you are here to be different. You give us permission for that, and you show us, um, especially collectively. You're really helpful collectively to help communities really understand what needs to change and get better. Um, yeah, like what could be more valuable than that? Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I can add a few more more things I love it. Yes. of what I understand being a reflector is and, and gifts is I feel reflectors are very psychic. Mm, I feel sense. like they're they're very they're very clear channels. Mm -hmm. And I I definitely resonate with that like being a being a kind of pillar of of a community and and also surprising myself with knowledge that well when I'm talking on a podcast or 
or talking on Instagram, I'll listen to it back. I'm like, where, where did yeah. that come from? How, how is that inside me? And, and what I've had to learn over the years is to, is to really lean into that and to kind of not, not question it and, and trust it. But then the, uh, I think what can really help reflectors is, is getting, is getting good at using their voice. So, um, singing. I love that you brought that up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because we've got so much wisdom and so much to share and, and really, really unique perspectives that haven't yes. been shared and that you, you're not going to find on chat GPT, exactly. <laughs> like, like a lot of people oh are getting gosh. their wisdom from <laughs> these days. So if you're a reflector who is, is feeling that ick from showing up on social media is feeling that ick from kind of maybe selling your products, Go to a Kirtan session. Go and start to use your voice in song. Start to practice speaking to yourself in a mirror. Start to practice speaking to yourself yeah. on, on your phone and get used to, to using your voice in that yes. way. Understand what is going to help keep your nervous system nice and chilled out mm -hmm. before you have to go and speak and deliver show up on a zoom show up on instagram do the thing that that lights you up whether it's like cooking or a bit of craft or something get yourself into that vibrational state and then go and deliver deliver your magic and allow yourself to allow your ego mind to to drop out of the way mm -hmm. and ask your body to speak through you. Something that I, I use a lot is I use affirmations and I use mantras and I use prayers to my luminous ancestors, to my guides. And mm -hmm. before this podcast, I was like, I called in all of the support, cleared the space. And then that gives the reflector that, that container to, to, to be open and then to be, be full mm -hmm. of, of wisdom and of insight that wants to come through in that moment. Yeah. So good. I love you brought up the throat because that can be the struggle with the open throat is like you actually know what people need to hear, but trusting your voice can be really hard yeah. if you haven't really practiced it. So yeah, I showing up and just to like saying, just saying the thing without really like knowing in your head what you're going to say is really important too. So practicing that part, I think yeah. is uh, really, really important. That's amazing. Oh, I love that you gave that answer. Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and to so much better. To the, speak to the part that is um, like more of the shadow self mm -hmm. as a reflector. Sometimes we think that um, certain friends or family members don't like us or mm -hmm. are ignoring us or have kind of, you know, taken us off their Christmas card list. But this is usually just because you are such a pure reflection of whatever they are struggling with at yeah. the time. So I know that when I get onto a phone call with, with a friend or with a family member that's going through something, I don't have to say anything. And they either they, they can either work it work out what they're going through themselves and, and come up with their own answer or they get really pissed off with me and they'll be like, I, I can't, I can't handle you right now. And I literally have done nothing or I've just, <laughs> or I've just shown up on Instagram and done a, and, and done a video and got an unfollow because I'm that thing that they don't want to see and that, that they don't want to feel. 
Um, so I've had to get used to people just sort of disappearing out of my life and knowing that it's really not because of me and it's because of of my um yeah my my design type and sometimes that reflection is too hard to see Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's for any projector as well (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah so I'm interested to know this me and my partner have decided to go into business together mm-hmm. back uh, before before the pandemic came. I was running a small production company in London doing content for outdoor sports brands and a bit of brand design, a bit of brand directing for these for different people. I fell out of my design. I pushed forwards and I went really, really hard into um into my masculine and mm-hmm. and kind of got into that corporate space of like more, more, more money, money, money and business, business, business. I broke every time I'd go on, on a shoot on a set with, with, with a team, I would get this pain in my neck and then I wouldn't be able to turn around and my body was going, no, get out, get out. Then the pandemic came and that was my get out to really focus in on my coaching business, my conscious coaching, um, and work on developing my spiritual gifts and so I did that and that was beautiful and it was amazing and I've and I've and I feel like I've really really found a part of myself that that was missing fast forward three years now the coaching and the and the consulting has kind of sort of started to started to fall fall by the wayside a bit and then something else is coming in and it's this old stuff that I used to do which is the which is the branding which is the marketing which is the the production and I'm getting excited about this again but I'm like so fearful that I'm going Mm -hmm. to let myself go back into this space and place of of burnout in comes stage left my partner who is a projector and said to and he's been made redundant recently. And so he was like, how about I take on all of the bits that you hate, the invoicing, the posting on Facebook meta business, like learning all that side of it, mm-hmm. the, the, the client liaison, that automatic email response, the, the virtual assistant stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this, this business is starting to feel really effervescent now, effervescent it's like starting to feel really fizzy and exciting again and I just get to show up as me as the creative and um and do do what I do what I want to do now I'm just I'd love to get some advice on how how me and my partner kind of keep that moving and weaving as a projector and a reflector in in business and um yeah what are your thoughts on our new collaboration Yeah. I mean, I think that's what, I think that stage is where a lot of us are in right now, like a lot of the world. And that's what I'm starting to speak to next is this place where we've like completely melted. We've like let go of so much stuff, so much structure, right. Really deconditioned, really like even with the pandemic's help, right. Like we had to let go of corporate structure and just so many things. Right. And, and just become these blobs of like, what do I do today? (laughs) right which is really it feels so good you get to stretch out and like oh like just rest and right and and there is some fear but then yeah it's like you start to get this like but now I want structure I actually want to like I want to kind of move forward and do this thing like I want I want some like containing and like um 
a plan in a way, right? A little bit. And like, how do we do that? And yeah, you have a brilliant thing that just came in as like, how about I hold this for you, right? Um, but I think we can do that for ourselves too, right? There's going to be that fear of like, oh, I don't know. Like, can I trust myself to interact with this this part again without going right back into that old system and conditioning, right? And and that's what stops a lot of us from even trying. Um, but you you really can. I think learning how to reunite those two energies, like the masculine and feminine, right? Or the push and receive. Um, it's definitely a dance, right? It's a dance. And that's what I'll say too about you and your partner. Like, I think it's fabulous. And I think part of what we can do as we get the privilege to do it in our businesses as owners is how can we have support? How can we hire support? How can we ask for support in those structured areas that we actually want and need so our creative flowy part really can shine more and we can still feel really held right and and not just like running all over the place and losing bits that we want to keep right <laughs> um, of ourselves but yeah just keeping it very dynamic like the thing that wasn't there before right in your structure system with yourself was you were so rigid and you use an outside system too to keep you really rigid, right? Like because it's like when we're when we're growing up, right? We had a disciplinarian, not really a parent, right? Like or caregiver. And we've taught we have to be very disciplined, right? And and that is a very outside, like, and if you're not, you're gonna get punished, right? That's what a disciplinarian does. Discipline literally is punishment if you don't stay in line. And so what happens then is the the thing trying to keep you in line in quotes right or contained doesn't move it's extremely rigid and that's the part that starts to feel really like bad and our body starts to scream right and that's the part we've let go of but yeah we're really afraid that the disciplinarian is going to come back but what you can actually do is learn that no, like you can interact with that part. And that part of you actually wants to be very dynamic. It wants to hold you and hold the structure, but it also really wants to listen to you. It wants to listen to your inner knowing that you came to know and, and it will move when you need it to, right? It'll hold structure in places you need it. And, but it'll also like learning to listen to each other and what you might need, right? Is really important. And knowing that like, it's not always going to be pretty, like, Part, part of that dynamic aspect of being, um, like, what am I going to call it? I don't know, learning to work with your structure again, right, is the structure is going to have to learn how to listen to the very emotional, fluid part of you that wants to throw fits, that wants to get really upset that there's this thing holding it right now. And, like, just being like, it's okay, you can break up, you can break down. It's fine. Right. Like we have time for that and doesn't make you like suck it up and get on with it. Ignore that. Right. I think it's just learning how to work with that dynamic and, um, just learning the trust between the two again. It's, it's classic reparenting. It's classic, like masculine and feminine learning to work together again, listen to each other. Um, and it's, Yeah. I think too, with this dynamic with you and your partner, just really learning that 
it's going to be hard sometimes. Y'all are going to probably fight with each other sometimes about certain things. And as long as you're communicating and knowing that y'all can shift and move whenever you need to, right? If if this part's not working out anymore, great. What do we need to do to fix it, right? And um, it's okay if it doesn't feel good all the time uh-huh. too, you know, but especially emotionally. I think the more space we can make for emotions, um, the better. Definitely. You know, but overall. Yeah. For sure. And I'm already starting to learn a lot about myself through this short process of, of building a new brand, yeah. together, getting the website up, getting everything available and online. And I've noticed that my to-do list is way bigger than his to-do list because I'm the channel, I'm the creative, right. I'm the one that needs to get it, get it all out. And he, he's off to his job interview today. So if he gets that job, I know that that's going to take away a, like his ability to be fully in the business. But what I'm also seeing like as a higher perspective is, hang on a minute, maybe this is a temporary thing where where he's a filter that's helping me go back into an area that I didn't feel so confident in anymore, right. showing me what a VA could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. at the moment is him in right. quotes but actually could be anyone and it's getting me super super clear on on who I need mm-hmm. to then support me in in a creative agency as I yeah. as I really flow with this spiritual human design led marketing mm-hmm. and branding mm-hmm. offering that I that is coming through me now yeah mm. Okay. Yeah. So good. Oh, exciting, <laughs> exciting. It is. Yeah. So I feel like we're we're starting to come to the end of our human design and business conversation, which has been so enlightening and so inspiring. And I just know that the people listening are gonna they're gonna have so much to go away with from this conversation. Okay, yeah. Now, I know that you have a membership, right, that you um, that, that you offer. You also have a podcast. Your Instagram account is amazing. It's full of really, really great information that you can have a binge on. Um, can you let us know how we can contact you, how we can get involved in all of that good stuff? Yeah, you can definitely follow me on Instagram. Um, it's at Melanie Hill Coaching. Um, and... I have a podcast. It's called Hack Your Human Design. Uh, and that one's that one's really fun. I have I have all kinds of episodes with different types on there and um just all kinds of things that I love talking about as well um on there. And I'm like, what else? I have a quiz that's free. Um, I have a membership. There's there are so much content out there, just, just so, so much stuff. If you want to really, really dig into your human design and get nerdy, you can totally do that. Um and yeah, and I have, I have a new offering coming out too, that is, um, it's going to be a small group and it's going to be that it's called devoted. So it has a name. Um, but it really is about what we were talking about at the end. It's interesting. You brought that up was like, how, how do you learn to come back in now that you've really let go and learned to decondition from the structures and the systems that weren't working? How do you come back in and learn to be devoted and not disciplined? How do you 
come back into relationship with that part and, and create structure. And I have, I have really good tools that you can use and learn to help you really do that work. And so you can have more energy to create what you want to create in the world um, and feel guided and led and supported. So, Oh, yeah. so, so be on the lookout for that. That's coming out in the next few weeks. So if y'all want to go follow me and get on my email list, that's probably the best way to, to find out about offers um, quickly. So yeah, if you sign up for the quiz, it's free. There's a whole mini course with it, all, all kinds of information in there. It's like so cool. Um, but you also, you get specific emails for your type um, as well for that. That's really fun to help you get to know it. Um, and then you'll be on my list. So you can have access to all the fun things. Yeah. I love that uh, devotion rather than discipline. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So beautiful. Feels good in the heart. Yeah. Now then, this is a question that I ask all of my guests on New Earth Business. What does New Earth Business mean to you? That's a good question. To me, I mean, to me, that really means what we're all here doing, right? In our own very specific ways, we're bringing about the new earth with our business, right? And the the new consciousness that we all need. Like I really believe collectively we're in a very pivotal shift moment um, where we are moving from much more of the in the head into the body, right? Um, human design even says uh, by 2027 was the prediction that we're moving from being led by uh, the heart center into the emotional center. And so we really, we really are, we're learning how to really listen to our emotions, be led by our emotions, which is also why I believe there's so much neurodivergence happening because we're, we're not here to be working in the same system, right? We're here to really be led by our bodies and our desires and just very different ways. So, um, yeah, that's why, like when you contacted me too, I was like, yes, like, that's perfect. Like, yeah, like let's let's create a new earth that we support and love her and we thrive as a people too. So beautiful. Yeah. And using human design as a system to help us get there is mm-hmm. like we need I found system. something that resonates with me and I'm gonna yeah. do it and it feels good in my body. And mm-hmm. yeah, love it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. This was really fun oh yeah. I just know that this is as as we've been talking I'm like that's that's a quote that's a quote oh I'm gonna <laughs> chop that gonna chop that bit up make that into oh my a gosh, I, I love I love uh like I've, I've said before like I need someone following me around just like writing down all the quotes and I have one of my beautiful clients um inside of my membership she's always like putting my quotes <laughs> places I'm like I love you can I hire you oh my god <laughs> I need yeah. a professional quote person yeah yes yes, uh, it's yes. so good Definitely. Well, you'll be getting all of this information, this video, this, this, this audio, and you can do with it what you will, because this needs to get out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank all you for right, what you do. I love, thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Mm-hmm. Your heart work for this episode is to go and find out what energy type you are in human design and to find out what number profile you are. And then 
get back to me and let me know if any of this resonated. If you're somebody that's already using human design in your business or you'd like to learn more, I'm definitely going to be weaving more of this stuff in over the next series and into my work. So if you desire to be mentored by me in your business, then know that I will be bringing in things like human design and astrology, as well as all of the other quantum and mystical arts that I like to play with because I just think it makes things so much more interesting and it helps us understand ourselves that little bit more. I am now open for new mentoring clients so let me know if you're interested. Send me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at emmashoesmith.com and hit me up if you're needing marketing support. All right. I will see you in the next episode.